On the morning of the Covenant school shooting, I was sitting at my computer working on the introduction for a new piece of writing entitled A Hundred Reasons to Believe. A hundred reasons to believe that the world is good, full of beauty, and remarkably sacred. Then I got the terrible call. I moved from a writer's bliss to the depths of despair. On the drive to Vanderbilt Children's Hospital, I found myself praying, Dear God, I cannot do this. Please remove this cup. It is too much. Please choose another. But something way beyond me took charge that day. In a conference room on the top floor of the hospital, a family that I love had just received the most devastating news that their child did not survive the shooting. The pain was unlike anything I'd ever experienced in my life. Come, Holy Spirit, come. I was asked if I would go downstairs to the ER to see this dear child before the family. Shakily, I got on the elevator to do the impossible. My conversation with God resumed in the quaking chamber of my heart. Where are you? I need you. Help me. I was surrounded by two stoic police officers and two from the Vanderbilt ER medical team and their green hospital scrubs. My fingernails dug into my palms. So frightened, I reached out again to God. How in the world can I do this? I know this precious, beautiful, blonde-haired child. Her dad is my eye doctor, and everyone who knows her mother knows her kindness and radiant joy. Surely there is someone greater than me. They deserve better than me. We all wore hospital masks. Suddenly, one of the four strangers pulled down his mask, looked into my eyes, and said, Farrell, I know you. This was the first time I'd ever seen him. You were a close friend to Tulu, as was my wife. For those who do not know Tulu Skylar Quinn, she was a spiritual fount and a dear friend, a person full of holy reinforcement and great love. She passed away from brain cancer last year. I said, I wish Tulu was here right now. He then said, she is. It was the way he said it, a divine pronouncement. God is here. The elevator doors opened. I pulled back my mask up. It was no longer I, but God's spirit ushering me forward. I followed this green scrubbed angel person into the fluorescent lit room. I knelt beside Evelyn and he knelt beside me. Not one second was I alone. God made sure of it. I was told later that I said a prayer. I have no idea what I said. It wasn't me talking. It could only have been the Holy Spirit speaking through me. I do not have superpowers. There is no halo now, nor one in the works. My path is imperfect, certainly not one of a saint's. I cannot testify to any burning bush experiences, nor have the heavens opened and God has spoken the words, you are my beloved. What I want you to hear 
is feral by herself was not enough for that terrible moment. I needed divine reinforcement and the Holy Spirit came to my aid. I believe God is incarnational, dynamic, invested, and working in our every breath. We live in a divine spirit enchanted world. The eternal is always pushing through all the boundaries of time and space and mortality. The Holy Spirit bridges the gap between us and God, heaven and earth, our pain and our salvation. It is not something we can see, scientifically measure, or photograph for physical proof. Barbara Brown Taylor said, the Holy Spirit is something we trust, not something we understand. We do not deserve it, nor can we earn it. The simple truth is God only knows how to miraculously, unfathomably love us. The Holy Spirit is the form God takes to move and sustain, to create and act, and most especially to love. Mysteriously imminent in time and space with us, and also transcendent beyond time and space, but all at once. The Holy Spirit is God's way to communicate and to commune with us. When we are awake to God's presence within us, within others, in everything, we see how God is daily saving us. The very first sentence in the Bible introduces the Holy Spirit. Genesis 1, verses 1 and 2. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. The earth was without form and void and darkness was over the face of the deep. And the Spirit of God was hovering over the face of the waters. It was this remarkably creative spirit that pinpricked that dark night sky with magnificent light. And lastly, created our beating hearts and gave us breath. David in Psalm 139 speaks about this ever-present spirit. It was personal for him that God was in the sacred thick of our lives. Where shall I go from your spirit? Or where shall I fall from your presence? If I ascend to heaven, you are there. If I make my bed and shield, you are there. In Ezekiel 36, 27, God says, I will put my spirit within you so that you can walk in my ways. And then we hear in Isaiah 11, 2, the spirit of God will rest upon you, a spirit of wisdom and understanding, a spirit of counsel and might, a spirit of knowledge and truth. We are flesh and bone, but more profoundly, we are divine spirit. My very favorite artist is Marc Chagall. This summer, I got the opportunity to view an exhibit of some of his most famous paintings. I was so moved when the guide pointed out the floating hand, a reoccurring symbol in many of Chagall's works of art. The hand represented God always present, always reaching into us. 
Have you felt the mysterious hand reaching in from the left, the right, the top or bottom of the canvas that is your own unique life? In my own experience, when I can get still enough, practice trust, and lean in, the Holy Spirit helps make the impossible possible and allows me to hold fast to hope in a world where evil has a mighty stronghold. What is this unseen and otherworldly phenomenon? And how do we know that it is in our lives? Is the third figure in the Trinity a dynamic energy, a holy consciousness, a divine intelligence, a force of love? I like the beloved monk Thomas Merton's definition, the spirit is a little bit of heaven planted in each one of us. I believe the curious reality of the Holy Spirit is all of these and infinitely more. It is that inner voice, one's intuition and desire for goodness. It is the part of you that recognizes beauty and is moved by its presence. It is the response of unselfish compassion. It is responsible for that marvelous moment when the clouds clear and you have clarity and a decision. It is that surprise flicker of light in a very scary darkness. It is the creative spark birthing a song, a poem, or a painting. It is a word that comes when there are no humanly words to be found. It is courage when there was no courage left. It is the hand that reaches in and will not let you fall into the abyss. It is the comfort that comes when the pain in your heart is just too much. It is the deep longing and curiosity for something more something else than what is seen that never leaves us. It is the capacity within you for remarkable, even sacrificial love. It is the experience of a peace that passes all understanding. How the Holy Spirit manifests in each of our lives is unique, and it will surprise us throughout our lives. This Spirit spoke to Moses inspired David's psalms, and he empowered the prophets Isaiah and Ezekiel. The Spirit of God sent the dove to Noah and breathed life into Ezekiel's dry bones, wrestled with Jacob until his heart was turned, and finally saved Job. It is the same Spirit that blessed Mary with a baby, empowered Jesus to teach and heal, and love, and suffer, and die, and resurrect. It is the rushing winds and tongues of fire that fill the disciples with special powers to carry on what Jesus had started. The Holy Spirit is animating your life right now to whether you recognize it or not. This incomparable and ultimate gift of grace is yours and mine. Trust it, be led by it. The Bible constantly points to this mysterious, life-giving spirit. 
We have the affirming stories of saints and even ordinary folk, the works of theologians and philosophers and the art of poets and painters and musicians who have tried to capture this heaven-breaking through reality in our lives. Most important, we have the life and personhood of Jesus that most profoundly radiated the presence of the Spirit within him. He showed us what it looks like to be led by and to trust the Holy Spirit. We are given the Holy Spirit, so we are never alone in this fragile and perfect world. Something larger than ourselves is booing us. God is intimately with us, first breath to last. Paul, in his first letter to the Christian community in Corinth, said, do you know that you are God's temple and the Spirit of God dwells in you? For him, it was the most important that we realize our extraordinary value. We are the beloved of God. God has chosen to reside within us, accompany us on this adventure of life. In Romans 5.5, Paul makes the greatest proclamation. Hope will not disappoint us because God's love has been poured into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. This one sentence should completely change how you view God's world and your own unique participation in it. Where the Holy Spirit is present, there is always hope and divine possibility. What a beautiful promise. But it doesn't answer the real and pressing question of our souls. Why does Chagall's hand not reach into the painting of our lives and prevent the tragedies that nearly break us? Studying the timeline of human existence, there has never been a time or a person who did not experience in mind body, and spirit, anguish. There's no getting around it for Jesus, for his disciples, for us. How God must hurt to watch who and what he loves hurt. But we have witnessed it time and time again, faithfully, patiently, in profound and delicate ways, God comes to our rescue. We cannot explain suffering here. All we have is God's promise and and a holy anthology of lived experiences where God has in fact showed up for us. There's so much in our lives that we have absolutely no control over. We are living in dangerous and soul-flattening times. This break your heart, loud and unmerciful world can make us forget or dismiss the reality of the Holy Spirit. We must choose to believe in and be led by the divine spirit within us. No matter how dark, lost, evil, and out of control our present reality, we can affirm a spirit of goodness Love and hope is working to save our tender and fragile hearts in this holy creation. Trust it to carry you through this broken world. Trust that God is working right now 
right here to heal and resurrect us in unbearable life situations. Pray, come, Holy Spirit, come. The earthly theater of life was just as terrifying and demoralizing for Jesus and his disciples in their time and place as it is for us today. Against all odds, Jesus trusted the Holy Spirit. He trusted that it would never give up because love never gives up. No wonder he spent so much time talking about the Holy Spirit with his disciples. He wanted the disciples to be prepared to carry on once he was gone. He knew this Holy Spirit would be the secret to their resilience and unfailing hope. In John 14, 16, Jesus says, I will ask the Father and he will give you a helper to be with you forever. No step would be taken alone. Thankfully, the disciples would carry on what Jesus had started. This Holy Spirit is very much present and at work now. Maybe you cannot see it now, but God is always working to redeem situations, people, this beautiful, sacred world. Come, Holy Spirit, come. I recently rediscovered this special book, A Book of Hours by Thomas Merton, who writes, we do not know we are full of paradise, because we are so full of noise that we cannot hear God singing us and all things into being. Beware, we suffer from an epidemic of self-reliance, 24-7 distraction, growing secularism, wildfire fear, and dangerous cynicism. Often the last place we look or turn to for truth answers to the small and grand questions of our lives for strength and power and inspiration and peace and deeper meaning is God. Why would we, when most of our needs can be met with a click and the world tells us, you've got this, until the carpet of our perfectly ordered lives is suddenly pulled out from under us? Or we wake up one day and say, is this fleeting material reality it? Weary from our dry bones reality, we long like the deer in Psalm 47 to find an everlasting stream. Many years ago, I gave my husband a wind chime. It hangs on a tree outside our kitchen window. When the wind blows, it produces this haunting and very beautiful music. Could we imagine ourselves as living wind chimes, daily open, available, and living with great expectation for how the Spirit might creatively blow through us, work in our lives, reveal possibilities we never dreamed of, heal us so that we can love and feel joy again, and give us a sustaining hope. Always it is a choice. God's wind-blowing spirit in my life and yours has always been there, sometimes overt, sometimes subtle. I have to be awake, sensitive to it, expecting its mysterious workings. 
Call me stubborn, but I still choose to believe we live in a world that is good, full of beauty, and remarkably sacred. The Holy Spirit is creatively, lovingly at work right here and right now. But I am needed. You are needed. Hope here on earth is dependent on spirit-filled and spirit-led people, living wind chimes. Come Holy Spirit, come, should be the daily prayer of the faithful, the doubters, the artists, the saints, the sinners, me and you. God acts through us. This is why this old world is never totally lost. God breathes hope and grace and love and redemption through us and out into the world. Frederick Beekner said, when, this, when your spirit is unusually strong, the life in you unusually alive, you can breathe it out into others' lives becoming literally inspiring. The Holy Spirit makes us more than we are, better than we believed we were capable of. It is also our ultimate hope. God is present in the present. Oh, in the Holy Spirit, it's highly contagious. Easy it is to catch easy it is to pass along. Beautiful how love works. If you have a breath, you have the Holy Spirit. We don't have to crawl on our knees for thousands of miles or show a report card of a perfect life or even beg for it. It's ours simply because God loves us, all grace. Pay attention to that small voice inside you. Search your life for the Spirit's fingerprints. Be aware of who God puts in your path. There is a reason. Either they are in service of the Spirit or you are. God is always nudging you, saving you. Love is always at work. Every day be bold and pray. Come, Holy Spirit, come. Amen.